This is The Structuring Podcast. Good day and welcome back to The Structuring Podcast. This is episode 23. I'm Terry War, and today we're talking about companies holding property. All right. Unlike a trust, a company is a separate legal entity. It can sue, it can be sued, it can own assets, it can enter contracts. So a company like a person can buy and own property. But before you get to that stage, you have to first set up the company. And when setting up a company, you need to consider two main aspects. One is the control of the company. And that's important because the controller of the company will control what it buys. And the other aspect is the ownership of the company. And that's important because generally the owners will control who controls the company. The owners of the company will be its shareholders and they will generally vote on who will be the director of the company. So where there's two or more people owning shares, the majority shareholder might have the ability to control who the director is. And this in turn can influence the control of the company. So you've got to get the control correct, but first consider the ownership as that influences the control. Ownership also has tax consequences too because the profits of the company can generally only be paid out as a dividend to shareholders. And if you're not a shareholder, you can't get a dividend. So consider the long-term tax aspects such as getting dividends out of the company, but also passing shares on on death as well. So basically, just like a, a person, a company can own property, it'll have to borrow to buy property. Usually it won't start with much money. So a company will will need a loan and luckily banks do lend to brand new companies and they will usually do that on the basis of assessing the director for servicing. So the director's personal income will count for servicing. That means you can adjust servicing by adjusting who the directors of the company are. For instance, if a company cannot service with the husband as the sole director, sole guarantor. You might be able to add on the spouse as a a director and thereby get the bank to take into account the income of the spouse as well. Companies can borrow up to 90% or even 95% just like individuals and generally the conditions or terms of a loan are going to be the same as that for individuals. So generally the same interest rate, the same roughly the same servicing 25 or 30 year terms, interest only periods, discounts generally the same. So it's pretty much the same as if you get the property in your own name in terms of finance, broadly speaking, that is. On the tax side, the company is a different legal entity. So it'll pay its own tax on profits. If the asset is negatively geared, the company will have a loss and that loss is trapped in the company, but that can roll forward and offset future income. There's probably about four ways that the taxation differs to that of individuals owning property. And that's because individuals and trustees can no longer claim travel in relation to residential properties, but that restriction doesn't apply to companies. So companies can still potentially claim travel in relation to residential properties. And the same with interest during construction. An individual or a trust can no longer claim interest until the property is rented out or complete and available for rent. However, a 
a company can claim interest during construction. And the same for uh, Division 40 plan equipment depreciation. So individuals and trusts can no longer claim depreciation on second-hand plant and equipment, such as uh, carpets and curtains, air conditioning units, but a company can. So that means if a company buys a second-hand property, it'll have more deductions to claim than an individual would. And also land tax treatment differs. Well, in most states it differs anyway. For instance, in New South Wales, a trust does not get any land tax threshold, but a company is treated as a separate person for land tax. And that means a company could buy a $500,000 property or a land component of $500,000 and not have to pay any land tax. Whereas if a trustee purchased that property for a discretionary trust, that would be about $8,000 per year in land tax. So there can be a huge savings with land tax. However, that doesn't mean you can keep setting up new companies because they can aggregate individual companies controlled by the same person for land tax purposes. All right, that's it for today. And next time we, we might dig a bit deeper into the tax aspects of this. Thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon. You've been listening to The Structuring Podcast. Check out the show notes for today's episode at www.structuring.com.au forward slash podcast.